Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Hey girl, I wanted to introduce you to our latest brand partners here at Unscripted, JFF, Journey to Financial Freedom. If you've ever felt like your finances are the thing that is holding you back from truly reaching your potential, then let me introduce you to these guys. They help online coaches, consultants, and the likes of us organize and streamline your entire financial world. By doing so, they give you the clarity and empowerment you crave to confidently scale your empire. Not only do they help you shoot for that dream life, but they've got this unique blend of tactical and emotional financial strategies. They dive deep, addressing money at an emotional level because they know it's those underlying beliefs and behaviors that can keep us stuck. They're passionate about transforming your relationship with money by aligning your deep-seated beliefs with those big, dreamy goals. So with JFF, you're not just achieving financial mastery, you're reshaping your entire mindset for success and empowerment. They have a vision beyond the numbers. They believe that with a solid grip on your finances, you can turn your business into a force of good, making a lasting mark on the causes close to your heart. Imagine not only achieving your financial goals, but also creating waves of positive change in your community and beyond. So how are you vibing with your finances lately? Let's level it up together and make an impact. Jump in with JFF and bring those dreams to life. If you want to hear a little bit more, tune into episode 234 with the girl, the hype girl, Steph, who we dropped in and shared a little bit about my backstory and my finance trauma and all the things in between and why I am jumping in and becoming a part of the JFF family. And you can too. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. I'm excited for another guest episode today with an amazing woman that we connected through social media, online, all of the amazing ways that we can now, right? The power of putting yourself out there, whether it's through a podcast, showing up on social media, or even getting in the rooms. This woman's energy is contagious. You're going to love the things she's bringing to the table today to talk about. Marissa is the anti-hustle coach and a mother of two. As the founder and CEO of Breakup with Busy, she helps high-achieving women fed up with the soul-sucking daily grind learn how to create and manifest what they really want. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. More joy, money, fulfillment, and time with less stress, hustle, and self-sacrifice. Prior to answering her calling as a coach, Marissa spent a decade as a top executive in global recruiting. Working with Fortune 500 and high-growth startups, she holds a bachelor's and master's in psychology and is certified in life coaching, emotional intelligence, Reiki, and spiritual coaching. Hello, you've been busy. Hello. Okay. Yes. Welcome to the show. You are with your people. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. You know what they say, your best position to help the person you once were. So hence the breakup with Busy. Let's speak to that. Let's break up with it now. Like, can we move into 2024 with that energy? Because this episode will be dropping in the beginning of January. So I know that people are probably looking for ways to break up with Busy and to really lean into the things that you've learned. And we, we can't wait to hear all of your tips, tricks, tangible frameworks, all of the things. So yes, welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you got quite the bio here, but how did you get into this work? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it, I don't know if I got into it so much as it just kind of kept nagging me. And then I finally yes. answered the call. But it's interesting. I mean, I got into um, life coaching when I was like 26. And I had all the imposter syndrome you can imagine, like, oh, I haven't lived enough life and I haven't done enough things. Who am I to really guide other people toward what's right for them? So I really shied away from it and leaned into like following the the expected path, right? I had these degrees 
and I had these skills. So I got into recruiting and using my my psych degree and what I had learned about people and how they think and operate in recruiting. And um, that industry is very cutthroat. It is very reactive. It's like super hustle load on steroids. It's commission focused. So, you know, we kind of sit with like what I had been taught and what I had learned about how to achieve and how to be successful. It, it fit my definition of success and yeah. the path to success. Well, what I found down the road, which a lot of people are experiencing now, is that it was not what I expected it to be. <laughs> like, yeah, I had money. Yeah, I had some security, but I didn't have joy. I didn't have energy. I didn't have fulfillment. I was constantly stressed. I was working like 60 plus hours a week. At the same time, I was navigating raising a special needs child and understanding what that diagnosis looked like and, and how to show up for him and just all of the things, right? And I burnt out, which I think it's a common story, common tale. Like I burnt out and it wasn't just once, it was twice and had these moments where you know, I was washing my son's hair in the bathtub while I was negotiating a contract for a candidate. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, this is what I had imagined for myself. I, I thought that's what I wanted, but it wasn't what I had imagined in my brain. And so I had to figure out how to undo all of that. You know, I, I, I got divorced and I started like really diving into the spiritual realm because having a background in psychology, I knew, okay, well, sure, therapy will help me to some degree, but I think there's other things I'm missing. You know, like I just had this inkling that maybe there was something energetic and emotional and spiritual. So that's when I got into Reiki and then went down this other deep rabbit hole and started working with a spiritual mentor and like understanding manifestation and you know, attraction and ease and flow and then started experimenting with that in my own life and was able to really over time, right? It didn't happen overnight, <laughs> over time, heal a lot of things, relearn, deprogram, reprogram and get into this place where I now know that that behavior is not going to get me the result that I actually want. Like you can't hustle and force and grind your way into peace yeah. and joy wow. and fulfillment. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I'm there. Mm -hmm, that's me. I'm related to this story so hard. <laughs> right. And I Tell feel like how. we are in this open conversation season where people are more aware that mm -hmm. that's actually what's happening versus like I'm dealing with depression or anxiety or this is wrong or, you know, it's, it's a literal sense of an awakening that what they thought was going to work. And maybe it did for a season, right? Like probably before you had your son and there were more <laughs> things on your plate, you could handle that level of stress or run at that pace. And I think yes. in your 20s, you're kind of built for that. And I did the same thing, nine to nine, worked at the salon, built a six-figure business super quick. And in the beauty industry, it's not as high level and stressful as as it's you know a lot of other industries, but there is that performance space where you're just proving and you're trying to just earn everyone's approval through doing a service and being the best. And it, 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 was, it was a grind, it was a hustle even more so that it didn't get looked yeah. at as an actual career. It was like, oh, but you just play with hair. There was such a demeaning quality to 22 years ago. Now the beauty industry, I think, has had a, quite the glow up and a come up. These kids are coming out of beauty school with six-figure businesses yeah. and they're they're 10xing anything I ever did you know, 20 years ago. But I think they're also more aware of creating time and space <laughs> with you know, boundaries, clients they do and don't want to work with, 
having an, an understanding of what their hourly worth is, meaning, you know, I, I'm willing to show up in this energy for this amount of money, right? We get to choose that. Nobody teaches us that when we're growing up. Nobody teaches us how to reverse engineer no. a life that we might want. We think, oh, I don't want to be rich. I don't want this. I don't want that because we were told we shouldn't want that. And then we, but we say things like, I just want a nice car and I want to be able to take trips and I want to be able to go here and I want to be able to pick my kids up from school. And I'm like, well, then you need to figure out a way to be pretty wealthy in order to have that level of freedom. And you can, if you choose the right careers and avenues and things that light you up and fill you up, but you don't really always know that until you try things on for size. So I do think that sometimes we have to go through a lot of that in order to understand what capacity we do have, because you see some people do run at that they don't know anything else but busy. That's the language they speak. And I think a lot of times they're still stuck in the proving. But I don't know about you, but in the, I think with the end of our 30s and 40s, when things start to shift, maybe it's children or maybe you're having a relationship where it's not just about you anymore. You start to have these awakenings of this isn't working anymore. If I keep showing up in this energy, I'm going to get the same results, right? I'm not spending time on myself. I'm, 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 I get so frustrated when people are like, you're so busy. I can't get a hold of you. Or, you're so busy. And I'm like, I'm not busy. I've just prioritized all of this other stuff over that stuff, which sounds a little bit harsh, but it's also gotten me to a place where I'm really not that busy. I have a lot of freedom in my day. So I would love for you to dive into your your frameworks and what you talk about, because I think it's so needed. And yeah. people right now are just like chomping at the bit for a lot of this and they want context to it, right? Like, where did this come from? Yeah. How did you learn this? Have you applied it? Does it work? Yeah, no, I love that. I love what you're saying. And I I think when you're in your 20s, you're operating from a place of pattern, right? Because you only know how you've been raised and you're only at the beginning of your own personal experience and learning from your own personal experience. So you're operating from pattern. And the, the crazy thing is that's when we make some of the biggest decisions in our whole entire lives, like what we want to do for a living, who we want to marry, you know, we have children, we, we make these really, really big yeah. decisions from pattern. And so I think a lot of people, especially in COVID, COVID really accelerated this, where a lot of people, they wake up in their 30s, even their 40s, and they, they realize that maybe the choices they made were from a past person that they have, they, that they were programmed to be versus who they're meant to be. And that's the internal dilemma. And so then it's like, okay, well, what do I do? <laughs> how do, how do right. I how do I move forward? And there's a couple, I mean, there's so much that I have experimented with in this space that has worked and hasn't worked. And I will say, firstly, I think that the contrast and doing things that you don't want to do, that you discover you don't love is valuable. It's valuable information for you to get clearer on what it is that you do want. And I think there's a couple other ways that you can, tangible ways that you can start to really lean into what do I want to do next? How do I cultivate more joy and more fulfillment if I'm in this place where I'm like, mm, don't really feel awesome about what I've created and what now? So I'll give you five tips. I'll give you five kind of actionable strategies. The first is to really look into, like get super curious about what you've overcome, like write it down, all the things that you have overcome, what have you dealt with, what has challenged you, what have you triumphed over that you can share with other people, you can help other people with because there's so much fulfillment intrinsically 
whether you do it as a career or not, in helping people overcome the things that you have experienced. It makes it feel worth it. It makes it feel you're transmuting that trauma, that sadness into into power for other people. So I think that's one way is to really look at what it is you've overcome and figure out what you can do with that to start helping other people. I think the, the second action that you can take is to list out what are your skills and what are your passions? What do you do really, really well? So maybe you've fallen into recruitment, let's say, and you're, you know, it doesn't really light you up. What skills do you have that are transferable? And what are you really, really passionate about? So for me, coaching was a pretty easy transition because I'm really passionate about helping people. And I'm also used to guiding people on whatever type of journey they're on, usually in their career, but transitioning that to coaching is an easy right. kind of segue. And looking at where, again, you can start applying those skills and those passions in ways that are going to help others and that work for you. And the third step is to just, it sounds stupidly simple, but just really make time for the things that you love. You know, so many times we look at our job. We look to our job, we look to our career to bring us fulfillment and joy. And fulfillment and joy isn't always about what you do for a living. There are so many ways that you can activate that joy within you that don't require you to make these crazy big changes in your career. And sometimes if you just start doing the yoga classes that you want to do and you start having date nights and you start carving out time for your friends, you find that the things that bothered you about your career that you wanted to change don't even matter anymore because you've gone and filled that cup in a different way. Yeah. This one specifically, I know to be so true because it yeah. almost equates to the like somebody else can't make you happy, just like a career can't make you happy necessarily. And so these, you know, moments where you cultivate your own joy and happiness and fulfillment literally can be a game changer for your business or for everything else in your life. And I have a client that just popped into my mind. Her name is Jen. And she was one of my hair clients for years. And I know I knew she didn't like love, love her job. And she worked in, you know, like, you know, high level construction. She did a lot of stuff, worked with a lot of masculine energy. And she just did what she was supposed to do. She stayed within the hours. And then COVID gave her the gift of working from home. And that shifted everything. She was away from the office energy. And she was like, oh, my God, I actually like my job now. I get so much more done. I'm so much more productive. And then they tried to push them back into the office. And she went back a couple of days and she was like, absolutely not. She's like, I don't do well in this energy. It was always toxic. I just never knew how to like get away from it. She's like, I love my career now, but I, I need to be away from this actual toxic energy. And then she went a couple steps further where now she's only get her hair done after hours, right? Now she's like, I take long lunch breaks. I get my hair done when I want. I go to the yoga class at 10 when I want. And she is thriving. She left her partner, her long-term partner after nine years because she just felt stuck in this box of like doing all the things she was supposed to do. And this one thing alone, this one thing of like finding joy on her own and taking it and doing things her own way. She now her, she's thriving in her career. She goes to the yoga classes. She gets her hair done at noon, you know, every five months. So it's not like a big deal. Right. But these things have shifted. Like she's a different person when she walks in the salon. Like she's a different energy. And it is all because she focused on this number three one, which is huge. And I know you said it sounds stupidly simple, but it's not because so many of us have the excuses of I can't spend the extra money on the yoga you know, membership and I don't have the time to X, Y, Z. But like maybe could you carpool with a mom so like she could have the morning and one one day a week and you can have the morning one day a week there's always a way to figure out how to 
allocate a little bit of money towards something you really want to do or to find and carve out the time, it's going to cost you one way or the other. It's going to cost you one way or yeah. the other, you know? I, I it was it reminds me of the reel that you posted, I think it was today, about the intangibles that have moved the needle for you in your life and yeah. your business. And it's so true. We we are traditional. I actually just wrote an article for this on Medium that's coming out next month about redefining success. It's like we have these traditional measures of success that are anchored in productivity. And actually, the irony is, and I think a lot of people are starting to see this, that what really moves the needle for us in our lives in the meaningful ways is the intangible stuff. It's the self-care. It's tending to our needs. It's feeling like we're contributing to the world in some way that's volunteering or, you know, just showing up to a networking event yeah. and shaking hands. I mean, however you choose to do that or just spending time with your kids, you know, going to their school and volunteering or, you know, reading a book at story time, whatever it might be. It's just these are the things that really matter. And I think that's what people are really seeking to reclaim and redefining this definition of success from these things that are like these this box checking right. and these titles to like, well, how do I feel? Like, how do I feel? That's my measure of success. If I feel good, I'm not stressed about money or time, we're not being present, I don't have guilt, then cool, I'm bold. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing something right. Yes, I'm doing a yeah. lot of things right. Okay, so we have, what have you overcome and how can that help somebody, your experience, listing out your skills and passions and how can those help people? And then number three, I think my favorite, I don't even know what four or five are, but making time for the things you love. That's been the biggest needle mover, you know, for so many people, along with the other two. I think once I figured out the first two, it allowed for me to enjoy this third piece and go and actually do it and and be present in it. It's one thing to be on vacation and still be stressed out, right? You've carved out the time, you figured out how to pay for the vacation, but you're you're stuck in this who am I season of like, how am I supposed to be showing up? This you're still trying to do it like them or fit in some sort of a box, right? I've been there. I've been in that season. Yeah, 100%. And so I'm going to skip to, we'll, we'll shift this number five up to number four because that's a good segue. Stop paying attention to everybody else. Say <laughs> it again. Just Say stop paying attention to everybody else. It doesn't matter. Yes. What everybody else is doing does not matter. Learn to go within, make it a practice. So many of my clients, when they first come to me and they do this subconsciously, they go outside of themselves for answers all the time. It's a default. Like, I don't, I have a question. I'm going to go to this person. I am going to go pay money for this. I'm going to go pay money for that. I'm going to go do this thing. Right. But really, half the time, the answers are within them. They just don't go within. They don't, they haven't practiced it. They don't know how to do that and they don't trust it. So it's really, it's a practice and also trust. Right? It's really learning to listen to yourself. And sometimes I tell my clients, if you're working on something that you're trying to manifest or create, like I have a client right now who is trying to grow a podcast and she's relatively new to it and she's it's super vulnerable and it's about hearing. I'm like, don't tell anybody. You don't have to tell anybody. You can just keep it to yourself for a while if that's what you need to do to stay out of comparison and stay out of like criticism and getting into this place of judgment and doubt. Just just do it because you enjoy it and you are impacting people. And that goes, that goes for social media too, right? So like maybe you just stop scrolling as often or maybe you unfollow people that make you feel like shit. You know, maybe you just 
cut it back a little bit. I mean, just pay attention to yourself. Yeah. Like really from that place within. About six months ago, I realized how much I was doing this. And I knew that if I kept looking at what everybody else was doing, I wasn't going to be able to think my own thoughts, create my own content and really lead from a place of knowingness. Because you're right, we do all have, all have that intuitive knowingness. We just somehow forget to trust ourselves and think that everyone else has the answers for us. And I went through and you don't have to unfollow people. There's a mute button. You can go to the follow, hit the mute, mute their stories, mute their posts, and you don't have to see them. And that helped me so much because, you know, when you follow certain people, you see them every single day. You see all their stuff. And a lot of times triggers are there, I think, to be a mirror for us to call things up. But if you're not ready to work on that in the moment and really all it's doing is creating some sort of negative competitiveness inside of you or taking away from your own creative genius, it's helped me so much. And over over the last couple of weeks, even I've now noticed how many people I'm following. And I'm like, I don't even see the people I really want to see on here. And I went through and I'm like, if I haven't spoke to you or if we haven't connected or if, you know, there isn't probably a conversation that's going to go on between the two of us in the near future, I'm just going to unfollow you for now. If you come into my world again later, cool. But I want to be surrounded by people who I feel positive with, like that positive propaganda. If I open my phone and I I do want to go on a binge scroll, I want to know that there's people there that are going to lift me up or inspire me. Same with podcasting, same with anything that TV, all of it, whatever gets you out of your creative genius, there are times like if you are intentionally numbing, by all means, have your numb sesh, right? If you want to watch some trash TV or whatever. But when it comes to social media, yeah, yeah, for sure. Scott's like, how do you watch this shit? I'm like, I know, right? Make me feel so good about my life. Um, But paying attention to other people, we can learn by mirroring somebody else's success for sure. But I think after a certain while, we have to learn to trust our own instinct and our own intuitiveness and our own right? Go back to one and two. Go back to your story of overcoming. Go back to your own skill sets. They're going to look different than someone else's. And what I noticed is I was kind of gravitating towards women who didn't have kids. And I was like, what are you doing? That's like me bringing you a haircut of somebody who has completely different texture and being like, I want this. I'd be like, yeah, me too. It's probably a wig though. you know. And so I love to give stupid analogies because it takes us out of that like comparison of, oh yeah, that's probably a wig. Oh yeah, they don't have children. So they're in a much different season. They can run at a different pace and show up in a different energy than me who has to, you know, my kid just walked in as we were starting this. I'm like, it's a different, yeah. it's just different, <laughs> right? And, and same with you giving yeah. your kid a bath that day being like, okay, what the fuck am I doing? You know? And, yeah. And, and I, if you did, there's, if there's you nothing did, objectively wrong with that either, right? right? Like yeah. sometimes those things happen, but it's just how often is it happening? Right. But I think honestly, in this day and age, it's happening a lot more than people want to acknowledge and to a level that's detrimental that they why are you frustrated all of a sudden why are you getting snippy with your kids like did you just scroll and realize that your people in your same industry posted three reels today and you haven't even put makeup on right that it's such a stupid thing to say but anybody listening right now is like mm-hmm, yep she's calling me out she's talking to me because it's happened to all of us where we were like oh i'm only gonna do this and then somebody in your industry or somebody in your you know, what you think is a competitive whatever did something and you're like, I should have done that or why didn't and you're beating yourself up rather than being like, well, that's inspiration for me tomorrow. So I think we all can be discerning, but pausing on that, hitting the pause button on that for sure, for me, changed the game for me in the last six months. So much so that I've seen massive results in my business. Like, so I can speak to this one like times 10. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think it's, it's, there's, I, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. I think there's 
triggers and there's all kinds of stuff that pops up when you are, you know, but you still want to know what's going on, right? So I think there's like different phases of your own evolution. And it when you're in this beginning stage where you're like just kind of realizing these things and formulating something new, then maybe it's just a periodic, like I'm going to mute this stuff and I'm just going to go within. And then once you get to that place and you're used to going within and you're, you know, like right now I'm in a season of business where I know 100% what I'm doing and what I'm, how I'm helping people and that's it. And, I don't, and amazing what everyone else is doing, but not for me and cool and stay in my lane. And so now I'm in a season where I can look at, you know, what you're doing. I can look at what Lori Harder is doing and I can have like a ton of appreciation for that. And I can love what Jen Gottlieb's, Gottlieb's saying and I can, you know, integrate, I can I can use that information to look at how I'm doing it and, and to make me better instead of make me feel bad yes. about myself. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So number five, and this actually reminds me of what you were talking about with your client. So this is one of the, simplest activities that I do with my clients and it's actually part of a self-paced mini course that I that I run called Ditch Survival Mode that people never ever do. Get to know your core needs. So we all have like three to five core needs that are unique. So for some people that might be movement, for some people that might be community, for some people it's connection or safety or respect. And when you there's no point in like, let's say going to yoga and forcing yourself to go to yoga if that's not something that actually matters to you. And when you've become so lost in the busyness of life and like people pleasing has just hijacked your identity, then it can be really difficult to actually remember, okay, how do I step back into me? Because what, what do I actually need to feel fulfilled? And like what actually brings me joy? So when you can get to know what it is that you need, once again, then you can strategically align your time that you spend, your me time, with your needs. And so you're not just kind of like, oh, I'll go for a walk or, you know, I'll go out to dinner with friends. If going out to dinner with friends is connection and you need solid solitude, then that's not going to be a, a efficient activity for you to feel that sensation of joy and fulfillment. Yeah. How do we tap into reconnecting what our core needs are? I feel like this is one of those where we got we got to drop into a, a real because I feel like there's always going to be those surface level answers of what we think we should our core needs should be. You know, the first thing I just wrote down was movement. If I don't get my movement in, I I'm not the I'm not I'm not me. I'm not a good in a good headspace and I've tried to, you know, move things around with my schedule or, you know, I have my son every other week and, and then some, and I always try to, you know, try to figure out how to, I don't do as much as I need on those days necessarily as far as movement. And I always pay for it and I could easily make it happen. I have a gym at home. I could make it happen. But today I, I looked at my schedule and I was, I was just jam packed and I'm like, I, your, your energy is going to suck. You need a break. Like you need a big break. You need to go for a big walk in the middle of the day. You need to get some sun. And so I did. I moved things around. And I mean, I'm still going later in the day. You are too. We're recording this later in the day. But, you know, when I don't pay attention to my core needs, everything else suffers, <laughs> like everything else. But it's funny because then the second one I wrote was alone time because I need time to integrate or be alone after serving people, especially if you're a coach or if you're in a space holder position, which is like all of my friends in the beauty industry, all of my massage friends, my tattoo friends, we all hold so much space, right? Because the second you touch somebody... They share every, I mean, the energy exchange is wild. 
And same with coaching, there's a lot of space to hold. And then my third one was connection, right? If we're connecting others to themselves, as far as like facilitation, like what we do, I need that connection separately for myself as well to have somebody who understands, you know, like what we do and what what's going on internally too. So giving myself the permission to do that, because there's times where, and I said this at a, at a event I spoke at the other day. Actually, the, the the girl running the event, I was on her podcast and she quoted me after I gave my talk and she said, you know, you said something that stuck with me on the podcast last week. I said, what? Oh, shit. What did I say? And she said, you you said that if entrepreneurship feels lonely, that's on you. And I was like, that sounds pretty harsh. That sounds like something I would say. And I And I remember there being a time where I was starting to feel very alone in my entrepreneurship journey, but it was because I was moving from what felt like the kids table but I hadn't quite yet been invited to the big kids table and I was floating somewhere in between, right? The the season of growth was happening and I, I didn't know where I fit in or where I was meant to be. And finally, I had an actual conversation with Lori Harder and she was like, those are, you are one of the people that are meant to build your own table. And thank you. God she said something profound like that, whether she just pulled that out of her <laughs> ass or what, I don't know, but thank you, Lori, because that gave me so much permission to stop. I'm a projector, so I... I took that as a literal, like, I need an invitation most of the time. And I'm like, what yes. if you just invited yourself? What if you just yeah. created your own permission slip to give yourself these things, right? Tap into these core needs, do the things you know you need to do and show up in your own energy. And she was actually one of the people I muted. And I say that with like so much love. But when you know somebody and you aspire to, you know, be like them in any way, whether it's to have a life that they're projecting on social or have a, a relationship or to create impact or whatever, I, I started to feel like I was never going to catch up. Like I was never going to get to that big kid's table because her table just was getting further and further away. And when I reached out and said something to her and she gave me that little friendly reminder, I was like, oh, it's not about catching up. It's about doing it my own way and enjoying the journey and stop stopping, stopping killing the joy that is happening now for chasing the, the bigger vision of the dreams that are, they'll come. But if I don't enjoy it now, what's it all for? So I think this is such a great framework to work through probably seasonally because as we grow and expand, we're going to have new things that we overcome, new experiences that we have. And they don't always have to be these like life altering, shattering type of things. They can be something that you're like, I'm not the only one going through this. There has to be other people that might need my insight. And that's where I love just really encouraging people when I coach as well to you don't have to know everything in order to help somebody. You really don't. You just have to be a step or two ahead or be willing to facilitate the conversation to help them move the needle in wherever they're feeling stuck or wherever they're not feeling like, you know, things are working. Um, this is so awesome. And I know you have a free guide that you you shared with us. Can Is this like a yeah. little so something we can I grab? Yeah, a free guide. It's called Break Up With Busy. So it's all things cultivating joy and fulfillment in 30 days. So other simple, easy strategies, well, tips that you can integrate. And you can find that on my website, breakupwithbusy.com. Find that on my Instagram. You can just message me. I love it when people message me. You know, I'm a voice message girl. <laughs> yes. And also, I will leave you with this. This is my favorite rule. Okay, so the 11-11 rule. So one, 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 one. Do one thing that you do one, take one action every day. So just focus on one action a day do impact one person just impact one person do one thing for yourself and do one thing for your future if you just do those uh, four 
things every day, one, 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 you will feel like it's pretty hard to not feel at least some fulfillment and joy out of that in your day. 100%. I love that. What a way to leave us with some simple tools that we can implement right away. Go grab this free guide so that you can lock in the next 30 days of breaking up with busy. Go do the one, one, one. I'm going to write those down. I'm going to take a little note. Will you just DM me those and I will repost those. Maybe make a little post out of that and and tag us, tag unscripted the podcast because we're all about taking inspired action, especially if it feels easy. I mean, can we just hit the easy button sometimes and, and doing one one thing, right? That will really move the needle. And if you do that every single day, right? What it, majority of those things, aside from doing something for yourself, maybe probably takes you no time and is completely free. And I, I think we overlook, and that's what I the post was I did about today was the unscalable things really help you build the foundations to your life and your business and create the change that you want to see. We think it's always going to be this big grandiose thing, or it has to be this giant investment, but you are your biggest investment and, and, and reinvesting back into yourself with these things and just tapping back into who you really are in this season, right? That might not be who you are forever and, and allowing that to be. It just is. It just is. How many different versions of us do we get to have? I don't know. Everyone gets <laughs> I a think different, it's up to you. different number. I think it's up to you, you know, and I think like even within versions of yourself, you can, you can morph and change. Yeah. I mean, I started sharing on totally. my account about my journey with autism as an autism mom. And does that have a direct correlation to my business message? No. But it's, it's who I am and it's part of the driver behind me wanting to create space and time and freedom in my my life. And so because I have these extra things that I, I need to address. So I think whatever it is that you can share with the world, as long as you're you're willing to be vulnerable, then, you know, you can you can make impact in any season. I agree. I agree. And you have a quote that you love here from Joe Dispenza. You are who you practice to be. So we just want to send you off with that. You are who you practice to be. So every day, just practice a little bit more until you start to become and believe in 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 your abilities to create change, to create impact. You can at least create that change and impact with yourself. Go through these five steps, list them out, let her know, yes. send her a voice note. We we do. We literally do love getting voice notes. They are my favorite as well. <laughs> we were talking like, I don't even know, like we had 10 minute messages yeah. back and forth. People want to hear from people. That is what social media is for, is to get out there and engage. So if you love this podcast, please let us know. It means the world when you share it with people. Validation is still one of my <laughs> biggest love languages, which just means that you go and leave the podcast, either review or share this with somebody who you think that would create some impact. Maybe this is your one piece of impact for the day is to share this with somebody else. I hope else, it's not right? my it's so easy. Just I hope hit it's the, not my first the share day. button. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much yeah. for hanging out with us for a while. And we hope that you... Take the moments to create the changes in your life and start to flip the script on maybe how you've always done it. And we're all about living unscripted, right? And, and my new favorite hashtag is yes. let's make content fun again. I'm like, I'm going to hashtag that. Make content fun. And when we talk about, I just want to touch on this one last thing. You talk about getting vulnerable. I want, I want you to understand listening that vulnerability is a choice. You can get as deep and as wild and as like wide as you want. Start with the that things feel. that feel good, that feel natural for you to share. If you have overcome something that feels a little bit too deep, share pieces of it, right? Share pieces that you think will start to create relatability and change. I've worked with a few people who have experienced 
some pretty, you know, traumatic or gnarly things. And they weren't quite ready to share the whole story. And we figured out ways where we can kind of tap into the parts that do feel good. And it was enough for them to want to start to create some change and impact that they were willing to step out of their comfort zone and start to talk about some things. And so I I always share that because in social media classes, when I used to teach stuff like that, there was always somebody in the class that was like, I know this is good for my business. I just don't want to share the private stuff. I'm a private person. And so I say, share the things that feel naturally good to you and start to see what what that attracts and and build build on that, right? Build on that. There are no, no rules. This is the wild I will west. add to that. I actually talk, talked with Lewis Howes about some things that I was trying to embrace in my own story. And he gave me the best advice anyone's ever given me. He said, focus on the what came out of the experience that other people can learn from instead of what happened to you. Right. Like what were the learnings of the experience? Don't get stuck in the detail of the story and really talk about the transformation, the 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 outcome, the tips, the advice. And that was super helpful for helpful for me. And I think you can also just start with your inner circle, friends, family. You don't have to in fact doesn't have to be online. I love that. So true. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode of Unscripted. Everything that we talked about will be listed in the show notes below. So go grab your free guide. Let us know how it's going. Start the 30 days and we'll see where you are in 30 days. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? Send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love.